This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. This week's podcast is brought to you by BHP. Copper is a big deal in the energy transition because it's used to make electric vehicles, wind turbines and solar panels. When it comes to producing copper responsibly, it's happening now at BHP. Good morning, I'm Alice Stempster. And I'm Claire Kimball. It's Tuesday the 23rd of May. In your squiz today, an Aussie dies on Everest, ABC staff walk out across the country, the Greek PM holds on to his role, and it's the season for Wales. This is your squiz today. The news broke yesterday that a 40-year-old Aussie had died on Friday while taking part in a fundraising climb on Mount Everest, Clare. Jason Kennison had reached the summit and was on his way back down the mountain when he collapsed. His family spoke to the media yesterday afternoon. His mother, Jill, described him as an amazing son, brother and uncle who was literally on top of the world. And that fundraiser was for Spinal Cord Injuries Australia. They're an organisation and he was raising money for them after he survived a major car accident back in 2006 that left him with spinal cord injuries. He had to learn how to walk again once after that accident, but then again three years ago when he had some spinal surgery and that caused some nerve damage. Mm. And on the fundraising page, Jason called that Everest climb an ambitious feat. Uh, He wouldn't have dreamed of doing that, he said, uh, after he had to learn how to walk. Uh, The organisation gave its condolences to the family yesterday in a statement. It said that he was a shining example of overcoming the odds. As for what happened to him on the mountain, it hasn't been confirmed by authorities yet, but the manager of the expedition company that Jason was climbing with has spoken up. He says the two guides who were with Jason noticed that he'd suddenly fallen ill while they were descending from the summit. They helped him down to what's known as the balcony area of Everest, which is a bit over 8,000 metres above sea level. Yeah, still at very, very high altitude Mm. levels. And when the guides realised that they were out of oxygen, they had to leave Jason where he was and descended to grab supplies uh, that they needed to rescue him. But there was bad weather and that stopped them from returning immediately. And he died up there. Uh, The Nepalese media says that about 10 people have died while climbing Everest in the last three months or so. Uh, That's on top of more than 310 deaths that have been recorded since 1953, which is, of course, when mountaineer Tenzing Norgay and when Sir Edmund Hillary first went up. National Geographic said last year that the death rate of people climbing Everest is about one in 100 attempts. But there was some good news from Everest yesterday, Claire. Harry Buddha Magar, who's a former soldier in the Gurkha Regiment who lost both his legs in Afghanistan, reached the summit. Reports say that he's the first double above-the-knee amputee to conquer the mountain. The ACT's inquiry into the prosecution of former Liberal staffer Bruce Lerman continues this week, with ACT police giving their side of the fraught relationship between the Director of Public Prosecutions and investigators. 
Yeah, a lot has already been said by Shane Drumgold, who was the chief prosecutor in the ACT, mm-hmm. and also Steve Wybrow, who was Lerman's lawyer, uh, about exactly what went down in the lead up to and during that trial. And yesterday, Detective Superintendent Scott Moller was before the inquiry. He said that he didn't think that there was enough evidence, that's the quote, uh, to proceed with the charges against Lerman. But They went ahead after he was directed to by the ACT commander of police, Michael Chu. Uh, Moller said that it was very hard for him to articulate the kind of pressure uh, he said that was on them at the time. And he said that some of his colleagues took stress leave and they haven't returned to work since. And on the criticism of the way that police handled Brittany Higgins' allegations against Bruce Lerman, Moller said police held concerns for her mental health, but they had a responsibility to get the most thorough evidence they could to put before the courts. The inquiry will hear from more officers involved in the case this week. ABC staff across the country took part in a walkout from their offices yesterday afternoon, Claire, and it was all in support of the outgoing host of ABC TV program Q&A, Stan Grant. It comes after Grant, who is a Wiradjuri man, said on Friday that he would take indefinite leave from the public broadcaster after copying racial abuse. Yeah, he said he and his family have been abused after he made comments during the ABC's coronation coverage. Uh, During that coverage, he spoke up about his views on the monarchy's links to the treatment of Indigenous people over the years. Uh, Those were topics that he said that mainstream media uh, and also many people on social media Mm. didn't think were appropriate for the occasion. And as a result, he says that he's copped a lot of racist abuse that has been particularly violent. And in a statement on Friday, Grant said that it was an institutional failure that no ABC executive had defended him over all of that. And then on Sunday, ABC's boss, David Anderson, apologised to Grant. Uh, And yesterday, the news director of the ABC, Justin Stevens, told his colleagues that the broadcaster wouldn't tolerate staff being subjected to racial abuse or any form of abuse. And Grant hosted his final Q&A program last night, saying he was feeling down now, but he'll take a break and get back up. And he also confirmed that Radio National presenter Patricia Carvelis will be the program's new host. Claire, Greece held its national elections over the weekend and the results have mostly come through. The centre-right New Democracy Party has a big lead in the count. And if you're not familiar with that party, it's actually been in power for the last four years. It's led by the incumbent Prime Minister, Kyriakos Mitsotakis. Yeah, so he had done particularly well. His party has been quite popular. Mm -hmm. Uh, The New Democracy Party won about 41% of the vote. The next closest party is from the centre-left. They polled at about 20%. Uh, The way the Greek electoral system works is that the Prime Minister has been offered a chance to form a ruling coalition and if he can't do that, they can actually go back to the polls. Yeah, reports indicate that he will reject the offer to form a coalition and he'll instead take Greece to a second election in June where he'll try to win outright control of the parliament. A quick message now from our podcast partner, 
BHP. Across the next couple of weeks, we'll be talking to Squizzers about BHP and the work they're doing to provide the materials that we need to transition to a low emission economy for the energy transition. At the start of the podcast, you heard how copper is used to make electric vehicles, wind turbines and solar panels. So when it comes to producing it, reducing emissions is a priority. And that's why BHP is making solar, wind and battery deals to help power their South Australian Olympic Dam copper mine. It's happening now at BHP. I don't know if you're much of a whale watcher, Claire, but it was pretty impossible for me to grow up along the SA coast and not see a whale or two passing by every year. And squizzers who do like to spot the big marine mammals will probably be happy to know that this year's whale watching season has officially kicked off. Yep, grab your binoculars and head to the coast. It's the time to do it. Um, It's really that big journey of about 40 to 50,000 whales that make the trek between May and June every year. They're coming from Antarctica and they're heading up to warmer waters off the Great Barrier Reef. And, of course, with the preservation and protection of whales uh, these days, it means that those vast numbers really are quite a spectacle. Mm. So if you're lucky enough, head to a headland or get out on a boat. Yeah, and speaking of whales and boats, Claire, there's been a few reports about orcas or killer whales, as they're also known, sinking boats off the coast of Spain in recent years. One marine biologist reckons it's happening because a female orca was injured by a boat and then rounded up her friends to carry out some revenge for her. (laughs) We tend to see more humpbacks and southern right whales in Oz, which sounds like it might actually be a good thing. Yeah, as long as they're not orcas, it sounds like. (laughs) Squeeze the day, Claire. Squizzers in Victoria might already know, or they might not, that the state government is handing down its budget today. So keep an eye out for that. Yep. And if you're less into numbers and more into the written word, the winner of this year's International Booker Prize Award is out today. So you can have a look at the shortlist on their website. Yeah, great. I'll pop the link to that in the episode notes. And that wraps us up today. Have a great day and we'll be back with you tomorrow. Hello, it's Bryce here from Squiz Kids. Kids and fiscal policy go together like peaches and cream, which is why we're excited to present a special Squiz Kids Q&A this week with Federal Treasurer Jim Chalmers. It's the podcast where the kids of Australia get to ask the questions. Tune in to Squiz Kids today to find out how the notorious B.I.G. has helped shape next week's budget, why the Treasurer considers himself more of a three-pointer than a slam dunker, and why his toenails will be painted with glitter nail polish next Tuesday when he stands in Parliament to hand down the budget. Plus, there's a cheeky question in there about his leadership ambition. All part of our mission to engage kids in the wider news agenda. Check it out in the Squiz Kids podcast feed or via squizkids.com.au.